a listener exclusive. It's Matt Collins for breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brecky, and it's great to hang out with you on the podcast edition. This is our weekly chat with Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith. And a word of warning in today's podcast, there is one police story that may be a little sensitive to some listeners. It involves a two-year-old boy, and therefore some listeners may find today's segment a little disturbing. With that in mind, let's get on to today's segment with Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith. Hit the high notes. Go on, hit the high notes. That's aha. It's 12 past seven. Riverina MIA's 963 Triple M. Matt Collins for your brekkie. Good morning to you. It doesn't happen without our good mates at Dom's Motors, by the way. Dom's Motors Subaru, home of the legendary Subaru WRX used in more Ram raids than any other vehicle, according to our uh, good inspector friend. We'll chat to him shortly. Uh, I'm sure they don't like that, by the way. Dom's motors are going to ring up. Matt, can you stop saying Subaru WRXs are used in Ram raids? Because they're not. Go to the website, domsmotors.com.au. Inspector Glenn Smith, good morning to you. G'day, Matt. G'day, listeners. We've got to stop saying that. Uh, Who's we? You started it. I said they're the very first model WRX, not the current ones. Right. Now, the current ones are not used. My apologies to Dom. Exactly. Uh, Inspector and friends, yes. uh, once again today, do you want to yes. introduce us to your hardworking colleagues? Okay. So we've brought down uh, Senior Constable James Featherstone, who's uh, one of the youth liaison officers. And uh, the other gentleman to his right, I believe, needs no introduction. He does not. It's, I uh, need to play the Rocky theme. Dun, 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 dun. That's uh, Senior Constable Alex Davies. How are you, Senior Senior Constable Alex Davies? Going well, fitting well, getting ready for the new year. Now, many people will know you from uh, Griffith's PCYC. Yes. How's, uh, how's life over at the PCYC? Well, I've been on leave for two weeks, but uh, we're getting ready to start our programs, seeing that school's going back. And That's right. You have a massive year ahead, hey? Yeah, yeah. We got uh, actually got a program in term two, but we run a regular Fit for Life sessions uh, in the morning here in Griffith and we're going to start up hay again. And we also will have our drop-in on Friday afternoons. So, Very good. Yeah. And the kids can't wait for it. We uh, probably didn't do as many excursions these holidays as what we should have, but um, it's just the way it worked out. So, yeah, it's only so much time in the day, isn't there? Uh, a lot of people will remember you from the back end of last year and your uh, boxing matches. You were just telling us off air that yeah, you've yeah. got a bit of an el- elbow complaint. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the boxing matches on um, YouTube. So if you look up Police Legacy, New South Wales Boxing 2023, on the very last fight, which is what the main event. But, uh, yeah, got a technical knockout in the second round. Too many punches to the head. <laughs> Some but might say that. Raised my money. I went in there. I raised my target amount about. of money, and uh, I didn't. I wasn't scared of the bloke. It's just that my technique wasn't as good as his. That's all it was. That's right. And and he had a lot more experience than you. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I was one hundred and two. He was one hundred and fifteen kilos. Yeah, yeah. Goodness me. So there's a big. He uh, he came up to me and said to me, "Come on, Al. It's open. You you don't have to have that two kilogram distance between each other sort of thing." He goes. We'd, 
we're, we're, we're the heavyweight brand. We can just fight out. And I mean, right. he goes, you've come all this way. Don't you want to have a proper one rather than just an exhibition? He's, was, he's talking smack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said to him, yeah, that's right. Let's just do it. I don't care. I don't need it. I don't need it in my ego. Anyway, <laughs> he got it. All right. Uh, Inspector, have you ever been in a boxing match before? Uh, no. No? Uh, not not no. your scene? Um, no, I'm too pretty. Well, that's true. Goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh, let's get into some of these local stories. One of these, which we will give a, a warning to our listeners beforehand, that it does, uh, it does have some sensitive topics. We'll get to that one shortly. But first of all, uh, a man, a 39-year-old man, arrested and charged in Hay recently. Yeah, so about uh, 10 a.m. on Thursday, January 25th, police executed a search warrant at a home in Boone Street, Hay. During the search, officers attached to the Murrumbidgee Police District with assistance from specialist officers seized uh, several mobile phones, CCTV and an amount of cannabis. Police will allege the phone contained video of a man committing stalking offences against police officers. A 38-year-old man was arrested and conveyed to Hay Police Station where he was charged with intimidate police times two, stalk officer times two, entering closed lands and possess prohibited drug. He was refused bail and appeared before a bail court on Friday the 26th of January where he was granted conditional bail. What, Inspector, what would be the point or the benefit of stalking the police? That's the question I would ask. Uh, well, he probably should have asked himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, he was just giving the cops a hard time out there at Hay. Right. Just, just being a nuisance more than anything, I would suggest. Uh, he was going just a little bit a little bit past that point. So, um, yeah, the issue had to be dealt with. And it sounds like it was. Yeah, uh, nice. Very good. Now, this story does come with a, 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 a sensitivity warning. If you have young ears around, uh, I would suggest turn the radio down for the next couple of minutes. Now, this is about, Inspector, uh, this one concerns me, but we, it's, it's, uh, it's all about getting the word out, I suppose, after a two-year-old uh, boy was attacked by a, a dog in the MIA recently. Yeah, so about 8pm on Tuesday, the 23rd of January, uh, emergency service responded to reports of a dog attack at Mossagil, which is about 160 k's north of Hay. New South Wales uh, paramedics treated a two-year-old boy who'd suffered serious injuries to his head and neck. Uh, officers attached to Murray-Bidgee Police District responded and commenced an investigation. The boy was initially taken to Hilston Hospital before being airlifted to the Children's Hospital at Westmead in a critical but stable condition, uh, and the dog was euthanised. I mean, we wish this little boy all the very best, of course. All our, uh, all our prayers go out to him. The good news is he is in a stable condition and, and we uh, can only pray that uh, he has a, a speedy recovery. But, Inspector, I mean, what a great reminder to everyone. If you don't know the dog, whether you've got toddlers around, kids yep. or even just yourself, um, be wary. Yeah, just always keep an eye on your kids when they're, when they're near dogs. Um, yeah, just can't emphasise that. You just never know. Like I've That's seen, right. I've seen firsthand people that go up to pat a dog or whatever, and they seem placid enough, they seem friendly enough, but the dogs will turn. You yeah. just never know. And sometimes the dogs mightn't realise with a small child, they may think it's a small animal. So it's not necessarily the dog, you know, going out of its way mm. to. Uh, it just thinks it's a, a small animal, and their instincts kick in with the dogs. All right, and again, we uh, we only uh, pray that little boy is going to have a speedy recovery. Uh, and just quickly as we wrap it up, this one, uh, a lot of boats on the uh, Murrumbidgee River around Australia Day, and there was a boat collision on yeah. Uh, uh, the yeah, Australia Day. Yeah, so about 6.30 p.m. on Australia Day, the 26th of January, 
uh, a ski boat heading northwest on the Murrumbidgee River, about two kilometres from Gajeldry. Uh, we near Leeton collided with a ski boat heading southeast. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Someone's laughing at your pronunciation there. Um, Alex, do you want to correct him? I wasn't laughing. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard the. Uh, yes, my pronunciation could be way off for that. Uh, oh, I've never heard. It I've had some shockers, and someone will ring in if you got it wrong. Tell us, have another crack at it. <laughs> do we have a go at it? I'll have a go. Go on. Yeah, let me have a look at the wording. Because <laughs> he was laughing at you, Inspector. I was I'm just laughing. sticking up for you. All right, I think you spelt that wrong. Gojoldry. That's exactly how I pronounce it. Exactly. See? You know what these lower ranks are like. <laughs> Always trying to take your position, aren't they? Peasants. Peasants. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, moving right along. As, uh, so, basically, the boats were going in either direction. Uh, as the boats navigated a, a bend in the river, the collision causing damage to both boats and injury to the occupants of both boats. The damage to one of the boats caused the boat to take on water and later sink. The impact caused uh, one driver to temporarily lose consciousness. Given the location being difficult to reach by emergency crews and possible spinal injuries, a decision was made to airlift two occupants uh, of the boats to Canberra with non-life-threatening threatening injuries, including water in lungs and pelvic spinal injury. And uh, I, I apologise there. I didn't realise the significance of those injuries. We're making light of, we're having a bit of fun. And uh, yeah, we again wish those people a, a speedy recovery as well. Uh, and a reminder, stay safe on the water. Yeah. Even if you're having a cruisy, relaxed Australia day or, or any sort of, you know. Yeah, you can never be too careful on the water. Exactly right. And actually, I spoke to one of the officers uh, that night who was involved, responded to the scene. And um, they actually had to utilise uh, some other people's boats to to ferry the um, the injured people to the ambulance. Oh, good on them. So, yeah, some good locals helped out and uh, provided their boats and gave the police assist- assistance. Well, it would have been un-Australian not to, Inspector. 100%. Uh, like a lower-ranked officer laughing at a senior officer. It, it's just not done. It's just pe- peasant behaviour. It is. Um. <laughs> Can I um, put in an official report? Get no. a purple folder started? No. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, you can. You've got some sucking up to do over there, Senior Constable what Alex coffee? Davies. What's, what's your coffee? Do you want? Uh, James, feathers they call you. Just He doesn't want to talk on air. Are you, uh, mate, this is what we do every week. We just talk rubbish, basically. You, you'll be back, will you? You'll be back? I may be back. We'll yeah. see. Well, the, the inspector decides. Uh, <laughs> inspector Glenn Smith, great to chat. You Thanks, say mate. something to finish? I was just going to say, uh, Feathers will be back. He will. That's right. Do you have a joke for us this week? Uh, Yes, I do. Go on. Why are magicians such good soccer players? Why are magicians... I'm building it up for you because I think this is going to need as much help as it can get. Why do magicians make good soccer players? Because they get so many hat tricks. Oh, very good. 22 past seven here on Triple M. (laughs) Waking up in... A listener exclusive.